Welcome to Responding to Life, a podcast hosted by me, Josephine Atlery. Do you ever feel like you could use some guidance when life throws you a curveball? By listening to the narratives in this podcast, you will learn from other people's experiences and responses to challenging situations so you can fast track the learning curve to get ahead in your own life. Welcome to another bonus episode of my podcast, Responding to Life, Living Reflectively Through a Journey of Health, Fertility, and Parenthood. In this special series, I'm speaking with a wide variety of friends and experts to discuss the COVID-19 pandemic and quarantine as it relates to their personal lives as well as to their areas of expertise. In today's episode, I'm speaking with Laura Nix Gerson. Laura is the CEO and co-founder of Nix Gerson Media a media and production company that develops and produces elevated content for television, film, digital, podcasts, and events. As the founder and CEO of Mom Angeles Media, she built a vast network of influencers and media partners in the parenting and family space, produced the Mom Fair conferences, and created unique events and experiences for clients and partners. She serves as an advisor to fun family brands, helping develop their business and grow their reach in Southern California and nationally. She's an advocate for women-owned businesses and female founders and played an instrumental role as part of the team producing the Marketplace at the United States of Women Conference in LA in 2018. Today, I will speak to Laura about living with fibromyalgia and how she responds to the challenges brought on by this difficult condition. Thank you so much for joining me today, Laura. I'm very excited to speak with you today and hear how you manifest your passion to share information and stories, as well as how you have responded to the challenges in your life stemming from fibromyalgia. To give our listeners some context, Laura and I know each other because our children attend the same private school here in Los Angeles. And while they are not in the same grade, we are at the same bus stop. And so I can't wait to hear your story. So let's get started. First and foremost, I, I miss that to... bus stop. I know <laughs> <laughs> that was the best bus stop. I'm sad not to see you there every day. <laughs> I know that was a really nice community of people over there. It is sad. Um, how? Speaking of the pandemic, though, how are you holding up in your family? Yeah, quite honestly, it's been good. It's been kind of nice. I mean, I think in the beginning everybody was really scared, and we watched a lot of news and. You know, we were on edge, but somehow or another, it kind of shifted into just a daily routine, just like working around each other and, and creating ways that we're spending time together and planning out family meals and creating activities that keep us busy. You know, we, we now have a Saturday afternoon picnic with bento boxes. We do in the backyard every Saturday. So I don't know. There's been a lot of silver linings. I mean, you know, it's a terrible situation. Um, and certainly for all the people who've been affected by this, it's just heartbreaking and difficult. And for those of us who are just, who are not on the front lines, who are not fighting this every day, we're just home and we're just trying to keep ourselves and keep everybody else safe. And that's just been stressful, honestly. Um, but also at the same time, kind of like, 
a return to old school neighborhood ways. I don't know, like mm. just staying home. Right. <laughs> it's kind of, kind of nice. <laughs> it is. It is a little freeing. I have to admit. Yeah. Well, that's great. I'm glad that you're able to find, like you said, a silver lining to all of this and make it work for all of you. So that's nice to hear. Um, and so I, I mentioned in my introduction to the audience, you have quite the background in marketing, brand storytelling, writing, and producing, not to mention your really informative blog, uh, Mom Angelus, which I absolutely love, especially since I moved here from Boston Thank and you. it was a great resource to navigate this new city. Um, so all these professions are about sharing stories and information, and I'd love to hear how you came about this passion or calling of yours. My background is marketing and public relations. And uh, the last job I had before we moved to California, I worked for a web development company and I kind of fell in love with websites and building websites. And it was the age of the beginning of Facebook and I had no idea how to use it. And I was thinking if I wanted to get back into a job, I should learn about you know, all this digital media stuff, because I was going to be outdated as a marketer. And so I thought I would launch a blog. And I had a toddler and I was planning all these play dates. And at the time, there weren't like, there weren't all those great sites like Mommy Nearest and Mommy Poppins. And, um, you know, all of those sites that tell you about where to go and what to do and things where to take your kids and how to meet up. And so I was one of the first people to do that. And then over the years, um, my site just kind of grew as my daughter got older and it just kind of changed directions and uh, ended up incorporating my marketing background and doing a lot of brand consulting and strategy out of it. Um, and then we built this huge community of um, mom influencers and bloggers and women in media. Um, and I've always had a passion for female entrepreneurs and women in business. And so uh, we just launched a podcast with a, a mom friend, SoCal Moms, to expand their wellness content that we've been co-producing with them for the past two years. So it's growing. Things are growing. And, you know, it's a heavy focus on women and positive stories about women and everything we do. All my energy has been poured into our media company and into um, developing television series and and our new um digital series that we haven't announced yet that's coming out soon that's for female founders so that's kind of where mm. all of our focus has been yeah and that's it's just awesome. you know all the years of networking in los angeles i just happened to know a lot of women owned businesses and women entrepreneurs and the list just keeps growing which is yes. great that's wonderful that's very exciting. I can't wait to hear what the, um, once you announce it, what the digital series will be all about. That's exciting. Yeah, we're working on it. So coming soon. <laughs> and so, you know, the podcast is about responding to the obstacles that we face in life and, mm -hmm. you know, whether we, respond to them positively and mindfully, or if we react to them, you know, emotionally and in ways that we're just used to doing. And it's an exploration of how people approach different challenges in life. And so I was um, curious about your story, your background with fibromyalgia, and how you're able to do all the, these passion projects and 
this company that you're you're working so hard to like um, get off the ground and how that comes into play with with this condition that you have and how you respond to these challenges that you have in life. Um, so, you know, for the listeners who aren't familiar, I'd love if you could go into it a little bit. Sure. Um, well, I have to say it's been a, almost a three year journey. Um, and today I'm actually pretty healthy. I'm doing pretty well. Um, I don't have a lot of my typical fibromyalgia symptoms. Um, you know, I, the fatigue is gone. The majority of the body pain is gone. And I can kind of talk with you about how I got here. Um, but I feel very lucky and very fortunate because there are just thousands of people out there in the world that are struggling with chronic illness mm-hmm. and with chronic pain and, and the fatigue that comes with it. And it's debilitating, quite honestly. Um, so I feel very fortunate that with a lot of work and a lot of research and a lot of time, I've gotten myself to this point where I'm actually doing okay. I have flare ups. Um, Mm -hmm. when I have flare ups, I know what to do. I have my supplements. I have my process. Um, I have my CBD, which is a godsend. Um, and my family knows that sometimes I just need to just curl up in bed and chill for a few hours when that hits. But it doesn't happen very often these days, uh, which is really good. So if, for people who don't know what fibromyalgia is, I mean, it's so funny because, you know, I'm a, I'm a TV person. I have a love of TV and it kills me because fibromyalgia is the chronic illness that's like the butt of the joke. You mm-hmm. see it in television series all the time where people like, you know, write that character that's like the kooky, eccentric, wealthy woman with all the issues and she's got fibromyalgia or, um, you know, it's a whole whole group of privileged women who are fundraising for fibromyalgia. I just saw that in Gilmore Girls recently. And then, uh, which is funny because I don't even think it was a thing then. And then, um, or, you know, it's, it's the running butt of the joke. It's like the butt of the joke, chronic illness. And quite mm-hmm. honestly, when um, it first came on for me, I felt the same way. I just did not understand the diagnosis. And um Fibromyalgia, quite honestly, is it comes from stress. And um, back in 2017, I was breaking up with a business partner. I was under an awful lot of stress. I had had shingles. Um, I had had a panic attack. And I was just really already physically and emotionally drained. And then my father got sick very suddenly and within weeks passed away from stage four liver cancer, which... You can imagine just decimated me. So sorry. (laughs) It was just unexpected and heart wrenching. Um, and my body's reaction to that grief was, um, to continue down that path of stress. And by August, he passed away in May. And by August, when I had gone back to Atlanta to go visit his graveside, I was hit with my second panic attack and it was terrifying. I was in extreme pain in weird places all over my body. I had camp, uh, severe cramping in my calves, burning sensation in the palms of my hands and the bottom of my feet, pain across my back, this really strange, intense pinpoint of pain in my gut that wrapped around my side. None of it made any sense. And 
with my father having just passed away, I had this intense fear of something happening to me. And I mm-hmm. kept thinking to myself, like, what if I, what if I die? What will mm-hmm. happen to my family? My, my daughter, my husband who rely on me and count on me, my sister, who's my current business partner, you know, the, these are all people that um, need me. And I had just gone through that traumatic loss with my father. So the, the mental anguish of all of that just intensified the neural reaction I was having. Um, okay. And, you know, I called my doctor in LA and I telling her all my symptoms and they sounded crazy. I sounded like a crazy person. My husband thought I sounded like a crazy person. And quite honestly, a lot of people, when they first find out they have fibromyalgia, they've been told by numerous doctors that their symptoms make no sense and they're cuckoo. Um, and anybody who's listening to this who has fibromyalgia is probably nodding their head because we hear this all the time. Um, so I, she prescribed me Xanax or something. I don't, I don't take stuff like that normally. I'm not a medication person. Mm-hmm. And it got me through the week of, you know, going to our family vacation home without my dad for the first time. And when I got back to LA, I, you know, went back to my internist and had this whole conversation and she was no help. And so I went down this path and it took me six months. Countless doctor. Um, I think I, you know, I went from one internist to another internist who sent me to a gastroenterologist who fortunately figured out I had SIBO which a lot of people with fibromyalgia um, often also have gut issues, specifically like SIBO, which is um, small intestinal bacteria overgrowth, which is um, not uncommon and extremely painful. Um, And then I ended up at a rheumatologist who diagnosed me with fibromyalgia during this process. And I laughed (laughs) because I thought, I've seen the commercials, I've seen the TV shows. I didn't believe him. So I had found um, a doctor here in LA who actually created a blood test to test for fibromyalgia because he's doing case studies right now. And I got the kit Okay. and I, okay. it's um, FMLA. Uh, I can't remember the whole thing, but, but anyway, it's on my website. You'll see it in the article about fibromyalgia, but um, you can get the, te- the test kit and you can either have a phlebotomist do it at his office, or you can go to your own doctor and do the kit and they can actually test you and, and show whether or not you truly have fibromyalgia. And once I got that diagnosis, I discovered um, Dr. Wallace, who's the head of rheumatology over at Cedars, and he had written a book about fibromyalgia. So I went to his office and I saw one of his associates and she was lovely and she, they have a great lab there and she took all this information. But quite honestly, there's not a lot that doctors can do for you. They don't really know how to treat it. And um, a lot okay. of doctors, not, not that office in particular, but a lot of doctors just want to give you a drug. Um, like an, the drugs that they use for fibromyalgia now are, I don't know, they're, they're anti-epileptics. They're not actually okay. fibromyalgia drugs. Anyway, they had a wonderful nutritionist in their office. So between the nutritionist and the, the functional medicine doctor she sent me to and the immunologist that I found, I found, and the gastroenterologist, it was a combination of these four people. I finally found a solution and it was all about my gut health. A hundred percent. I did a collagen based liver detox. Um, I was put on a new regimen of supplements. My, my functional medicine doctor did a massive amount of blood work to determine that I had high levels of copper in my blood that were causing inflammation and that I was vitamin B12 and vitamin D deficient along with a number of other things. So with the supplements and the treatment for the SIBO and a complete change in my diet, I don't eat grains. I don't eat legumes. 
I was able to, over the course of time, improve. And um, the chronic pain and the chronic fatigue went away. Amazing. And it was a lot of work. It sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> it's a lot of work. But, um, you know, you can there. Yeah, you know, I've read, I've read a million books. Like, there's, there's, by the way, during that time, a really, really good book came out um, called Fibromyalgia Freedom, most helpful thing I read. Because it, it very quickly surmise, surmises what all of the doctors will try and tell you about fibromyalgia and the pinpoints of pain and how it happens and what to expect from it. But then she rolls right into diet and gut health. And that's truly the place of healing because there's so many neural endings, nerve endings in your gut lining. And when your mm -hmm. gut is not healthy, your nervous system reacts to it. And that's why you have all this bizarre pain going on. It's just, that's it's crazy, quite honestly. That's but amazing. then think about it, it's the mind-body connection, right? Right. Yep. Yeah. So... Needless to say, here I am two and a half, three years later, and um, I just manage it with my diet and my supplements. Okay. I have regular check-ins with my functional medicine doctor. Um, when I have pain flare-ups, um, CBD is really helpful, and I rest. And I have ha I've had to learn how to lower my stress. And Josephine, this is something I really appreciate about you, is that meditation is key. You know, you have to give your mind that time to help calm your body and give your body a rest and give your mind a rest and just be in the moment. And that's something I've had to learn how to do. And it's been a great gift, honestly. That's, that's wonderful to hear. It's so a, you... That's a very long answer to your question. No, well, no, it's such a complicated, <laughs> that is not, that wasn't a long answer at all it's such a complicated <laughs> um you know condition that it warrants and i'm sure everyone experiences it differently and goes through yeah the process and that's of the other thing that's confusing about it is that um every single person their body reacts to the fibromyalgia is different for everyone there are some commonalities Mm -hmm. But that's part of the challenge of why the medical profession has a hard time diagnosing and treating it is because there's also a lot of differences. And, um, you know, and for me, it was about my gut health. Now, that's not to say it's for everybody that right. um, changing their diet or changing their stress level will be the be the thing that changes them. I truly believe it is. But, um, you know, again, every person is different. Right. So then you do you find your symptoms worsen when you are in high stress situations? For example, the pandemic and quarantine that we're in right now, have you experienced flare ups because of it? You know, it's funny. I was having flare ups before the pandemic. It's more oh. the um, stress of getting out the door in the morning and getting your kids off to school and you know, making sure their homework's done and the two meetings I had to get dressed for and drive my car to and then pick them up at a certain time. It's the, it's the stress of running around the rat race that really stressed me out. Mm -hmm. And for, for me, I've become a complete homebody because of fibromyalgia and um, it has completely shifted my way of working and of thinking. Um, 
you know, my favorite place to work is from my bed. <laughs> it works for me. Um, right. cause I'm a writer and a producer. So that totally works for me. Um, when we have to be out on location, you know, I rely on my partners to kind of pick up the workload. If I'm getting tired, if my body starts tiring, um, I used to be an event producer and right when I got sick, um, I had a huge two day event that I had to produce. Oh my gosh. I, I don't even know how I got through it. My team was so amazing because I was in so much pain and I was so exhausted and I was just grinning and bearing it because I didn't want the client to know that I was suffering, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, I realized that like I could not, that event production was going to be, have to be something I'd have to put to the side for a while just because I just couldn't physically and mentally handle it. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I, I do, I do still tire out sometimes at things. I do have to limit the amount of time I'm at something. Although I will say the event we produced in January, I was good. No problems. Okay. So that's good. That's good. I'm not, you know, no, it could also be my age, but. I don't, I can't hustle around an event like I used to. Well, those events are so taxing. That was the, the SoCal one. They're taxing. I don't know. I think event production is for young people, seriously, but (laughs) I know. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you have, you know, over the years, um, come up with a system that works for you. That's fantastic to hear. And, um, um, in terms of I think my advice to anyone who has this is just be mindful of your own body and listen to it and find and be honest with the people around you so that if you do have to step back and take a break and, you know, lessen your workload for a little bit, you got to do that. I mean, everybody's dealing with stuff. Right. Was that hard for you to accept that being able, having to like stop. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. It was the hardest. I, yeah. I go at like 150%. I'm a total type A personality. And yeah. my running joke with my partners now is that I'm sorry, you're not getting 150%. Now you're only getting a hundred. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like yep. it, it's, it has been hard to peel it back. And, um, you know, honestly, the thing that suffered for it is my blog. I don't put in the weekend hours, the late night hours writing that I used to, um, because I just made that choice that something had to give and my, my family has to come first and my health has to come first. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then, you know, which, which work is the priority? Is it the blogging, which is my passion or, or is it the production company that I really am so excited to build? So it's all about choices and where you pour your energy. Mhm. Yes, absolutely. Um and that is a a great lesson. I asked that because I would have that same issue of having a hard time like peeling back and not being able to do everything on my list, but it is actually a great exercise in life to be able to sit down and really think about what is most important to you, what it is that you're really going after, and then let everything else go because, you know, for at the sure. end of the day, you only have so much energy. Dr. David Brady wrote the Fibro Fix. And if you just want to understand what fibromyalgia is, 
Um, and you'll, you'll see these diagrams of people's bodies with these pinpoints of pain, like on their back or their lower back or their legs. Those are the typical places where people have pain and it's head to toe. And it's a good book for just understanding fibromyalgia, but, um, he doesn't really give you any solutions, quite honestly. Um, and I really like Kathleen Sandifer, Standifer's book, Fibromyalgia Freedom, because you can learn about fibromyalgia in 12 pages versus an entire book. And then she delves mm-hmm. right into nutrition, which I think is key. Um, I also think the medical medium book is amazing because just really thinking about the spiritual and holistic and like healthful value to food is just, it's just something we should be mindful of. And Amazing. Well, I'll have all of these up on my website so that people can take a look. Thank you so much for sharing those. Great. So I, I love ending my my podcast episodes with gratitudes um, so that we can all just practice shifting our perspective and moving it towards positivity. So I'd love to hear a few of your gratitudes from today, Laura. I think the first one is, you know, I'm grateful for an awareness in my life of how a slower pace can be beneficial to be more mindful in our everyday moments. Um, you know, honestly, I'm, I'm really grateful for the resources we have in Southern California mm-hmm. and to live in a community where people are open to wellness in all the forms that it comes in and that it's not considered alternative. It's considered um, modern medicine. And that we're, we're really thinking about, uh, the mind body connection and whole body health and nutrition and, um, you know, look at us. We're the forerunners with CBD. And so I'm just grateful to live in a city where there's so many incredible resources. And I think if I had, you know, been in another city with fibromyalgia, would I have found those experts who saved me? I don't know that I would have, you know, so I'm grateful for those resources. Um, Third gratitude. Okay. um, My favorite quote is by Paulo Coelho. It's um, open yourself to the soul of the world and you will achieve your personal legend. And I truly believe that what he's saying is if you just stop and listen and open your eyes and open your soul that what is meant to be will be and that you will achieve the greatness that you are meant to achieve. I love that. That's beautiful. I love that book. Have you ever read The Alchemist? It's amazing. Yeah, no, that's that's one that you can always go back to. Or no right? Way. Yeah. yeah, yeah it's that's so beautiful. good. Well, thank you so much for taking the time out. It's so nice to see you, even it's though it's nice virtually. To see you too. <laughs> I know. One of these days we'll be in person again. <laughs> yes, one day. And I appreciate I you sharing about, you know, your passion project as well as um, your challenges with fibromyalgia. I really appreciate it so much. So. Well, thank you for thank having you. me. And. You guys stay healthy, you and all of your beautiful, wonderful kids and your beautiful <laughs> family. 
And um, I love what you're doing. Keep it up. I think it's fantastic. Uh, thanks so much, Laura. I appreciate it. Stay well. Good to see you. You, you too. too. Take care. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye. Need some help managing your stress and anxiety during this difficult time? Be sure to join me every Wednesday in May and for the rest of the summer at 1.30 p.m. PST for a quick 15-minute live stream meditation on Zoom. We'll try out a new technique each week that will help you cope and tune into your calm. To get the link, go to my site, jayatlurie.com, and enter your email in the pop-up window. Be sure to check out other tips on how to respond to life in a meaningful way by listening to my other Responding to Life episodes. Thank you again for sharing your time with me. Thank you for listening to Responding to Life, a podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode and would like to receive a bi-monthly newsletter with an exclusive and free video meditation, along with wellness tips and deals, please go to www.respondingtolifepodcast.com and sign up for the newsletter by entering your email address in the pop-up box. In there, you'll also learn my seven-step process on how to meditate like a pro so you can stress less and live more joyfully. If you enjoyed the show, I invite you to share it with your friends and leave a rating and review on whatever podcast outlet you use. I look forward to sharing another inspirational story with you real soon.